are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, as I try to maybe lower my volume a little bit so I'm not blowing out it's cool. It's cool when you're peaking and uh it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like you're I, talking through. <laughs> I mean to be fair, Riverside does a does a excellent job at um at narrowing that, by the way. So that's our, that's what we use for our Twitch re- our Twitch recording. It's how we're able to go live to you today. So um so that's, that's a non non sponsored uh, advertisement as well. That's a that's a free ad for Riverside.fm. Yeah. But you know, Riverside, reach out. <laughs> yeah, support us. Support us. <laughs> All right, uh, we are here, Ted here, John here. It's been a lo- little bit of a while since we have spoken to you. Um, it's, it's been true. a lot of craziness. We got a lot of games. We're going to try to catch up on. We're probably going to. We're probably. It's probably going for DC United. This show. It's going to be a incline as far as analysis goes, um, because <laughs> some of you don't want to hear about some of the games that we're going to talk. about. We are going to maybe make some mentions. But John, how you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? How was uh, your fourth? Yeah. I hope it was good. Oh yeah, we saw fireworks. That was cool. Nice. Uh, my kid, my three year old, really. Li- have you seen Capital Fourth on PBS? That like very boomery, like uh, like show they do every year on the Capital uh, Rotunda. I, yeah, I, I I know it exists. I know it's on. I'm familiar with it. Have I ever she, sat down and watched it? Absolutely, probably well, not. Well, because you're not 45 <laughs> years old yet. Uh, she was riveted by it. She was watching it. There was a, they had a Neil Diamond medley. She was just like she was. Rock and roll locked in. It was very funny. It was very, very funny. But yeah, no, that fourth fourth July was good. This weekend, I don't know what happened. Oh, I went to a baseball game with my daughter by nice. herself. Yeah. We saw I saw the pictures. She is growing very quickly and it's she is. She making is me the, feel older. I feel like the gray hair is just spread out because it's she, that, <laughs> I don't want to accept that you think about your gray hairs. <laughs> how about how about your weekend? You are for for those of you who are watching live, uh Ted is coming to you live from his compound uh in western Virginia, Western Normal Virginia, yes, of Lynchburg, the new RFK Refugees Podcast Recording Studios <laughs> in right. in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, it was the, fine. I move. I of course, my Fourth of July was uh, the weekend was separated with a move um, to Lynchburg, which was crazy and hectic and a lot of other things. Um, moving's hard and difficult, um, and. <laughs> I think yeah. next time if I have the money, I'm going to pay somebody to do it. Um, yes, sir. So. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting to be that age. You're, you're getting to be that age, sir. Um, but uh, but yeah, but no, it, it went fine. Uh, the, we actually arrived here on the first. I, I we, we actually didn't do the fireworks show. Uh, my wife, if you don't know, is studying for the uh, law bar exam. So it's been kind of a, a lot of quiet nights at home, um, which is perfectly fine with me uh, for right now, especially after after the, we arrived here on the first. And then it was like we were like. I was busy, like struggling to like unpack, you know, unpack cars, get everything out of my car to get it in the house so I could stop, you know, moving around in the obsessive heat um, that was punishing the Virginia area. And uh, then suddenly these very loud fireworks show. And this was a long fireworks show right it, very close to my apartment. So close that like, you could the smoke from the fireworks nice. was like visible along the parking lot. And it was long. It was at least it had to be a two hour. It was like every time you thought it was over, it was like. They launched some other fireworks. So um, two hours, good lord! Yeah, I, I had to be. I might have been. I honestly don't know how long it was, but it was a long show. Um, it definitely just kept going and going and going. I don't know who was putting it on. I don't know if my apartment complex was putting on. Who was putting on? But it was. It was quite. <laughs> it was quite the show. Um, I don't think it was. I think it was. There's some. There was a neighborhood over there, but it was definitely sanctioned because. I don't think number one, you could get a handle on that type of fireworks here in Virginia. Number two. <laughs> Um, it was like big and there were no cops that suddenly just showed up and like shut it all down. So I think that's what it was. It's Lynchburg life, baby. 
<laughs> I guess so. Uh, fun times, fun times. All right, well, we got some uh, some games to talk about. We got some news to talk about. Uh, DC United. Uh, basically, we've missed uh, three games, three games since we last recorded, uh, and they went one, one, and one in those games, four points. Um, let's get into it. Let's start. Uh, we're going to start all the way back. Uh, I honestly, I do not know how far back. It's been a while. Could have been three weeks. Could have been a couple years. Who's to say? <laughs> DC United starting, starting in goal starting in goal was uh, Andrew Dykstra and <laughs> it was that long ago. Oh man, uh, t- uh, it was uh, Tyler Miller in goal um, and a bit of a. I think this is he probably comes away with maybe the performance or the the talk of the performance. A two nothing loss to Nashville, um, not a strong performance from DC. We knew this was going to be a tough game on the road against Nashville. Tough defensive team, tough team to break down. Turns um, out. It was all of those things. <laughs> it was exactly as ever. Although uh, I, I, the normal thing that normally happens against Nashville, uh, the the goal scorer was someone different than it usually is. <laughs> it was it was somewhat it was somewhat of a strange uh, a strange situation. Who's guy? Yeah. What's the guy's name? He scored a brace. I don't remember his name anymore. Uh, it was Randall Neal Leal. I think it's Leal, right? Leal's one. Yep, that's what it was. But it wasn't Hani Mukhtar who took no. a break from dominating us for a little bit. Um, well, I, I think the only thing I really want to mention out here, and I want to maybe I'm, I'm going to go on the the Tyler Miller, I guess, defense train here. Um, a lot has been made about his abilities to play up, play up, advance. It's been sort of the talking point for DC. He actually congratulations him for making the All Star game. We might talk a little bit about that, but he will um, not be doing goalie wars next Tuesday, apparently. Yeah, we'll not be doing goalie wars. Uh, but a uh, ball over the top uh, beats. They almost gave up a goal, I think, like in the first minute, too. It was just mm-hmm. like goal nearly given up at the first minute. Offside, I believe, was the call, so it got brought back. Uh, so I think that was maybe the warning sign. This was going to be a rough game. Um, but the goal comes a ball over the top uh, to Neil. I, I'm not sure where it began. DC, of course, playing a really high line defensively. If I have to if I have to give a criticism of Tyler Mill, he might, actually, he might actually have not been up far enough. Because if he's up far enough, maybe he's able to wrangle that shot and get it cleared before it falls to Neil, or maybe he's able to make a better challenge of it. Um, huge gap that that Leal sort of finds in between the defense and the attack. I will contend that, yes, I, I think Tyler Miller's out. He's out far. He's trying to make a play on the ball. I would argue that if he is back in his goal and is on his line, yes, maybe he makes an impressive save. Probably not. That probably ends up in the back of the net anyway. It's a breakaway opportunity. Uh, maybe he gives up a PK or something like that, trying to make a play on the ball. I don't know. I think it's neither here nor there. I think the the real the real cost of this game and the real reason this team lost this game, I don't. I do not think was Tyler Miller. I think it was the fact that the defense um, just flat out. I think had a really poor performance. Um, really poor performance in this game. Second goal especially. Just a lot of bad marking. Not a good clearance. Um, I don't think either Tyler, either Derek Williams, or um, or Pines really had a good game in this game. It was just overall poor performance. Um, overall, seventeen it, shots, two on goal for yeah. uh, for DC United, which is not Oof. really what you want to see. Uh, I'm trying to see how many shots were from outside of the box. Uh, nine, nine shots from outside of the box. So that just sort of tells you like they they were not able to really break down Nashville. Uh, did somebody hit the post? I feel like Taxi had chances that he should have scored in this game, but it was so long ago that I don't recall the specifics. Yeah, I mean, I think um, also, I mean, Benteke, and we'll get we'll get to him in a minute. Um, Benteke, I think, also at least had a, had an opportunity. I think off at least off a header or something like that. Um, we'll get to Benteke here in a minute, and I think no we'll, one we'll can talk- give us crap about this because again, this game was seven years ago. So don't. <laughs> 
get off our backs. I mean, it's important. I don't think anyone wants to hear about the poor performances in this game. Um, I don't think anyone wants to hear about you know the bad performance. This is the game that was so long ago. They then get a short turnaround. Uh, so I think expectations were very very low after that loss. Um, they were also before we close before we close that out in transition. I know I ruined my transition. They Sorry. were up a man for thirty minutes. Um, did not generate too many looks. I think they started to generate maybe their best chances. Yes, uh, Nashville's did. a good Nashville's a good defensive team, and they're going to lock it down. And I think that is just there was just no way back uh, for DC, especially after giving up two goals. I think their only hope was maybe to hold on. I think after that first goal, I think that really was it um, for for if, DC. If you had to, if I had to tell you this right now, this, this is not longer. It's not what the points were when that game happened, but based on the skill difference and sort of the way that Nashville never really looked troubled, how many points would you say are between these two teams? In the standings, get a guess. Eight, nine. It is eight. Holy crap, Ted! Yeah. Go buy lottery ticket. But <laughs> so I, I was thinking that seems closer than the than the gap is. But I think I just go to tell you what the Eastern Conference is like. It, it's it's a tough conference, and I think we get into that here. Um, the, I think DC. I think if DC was in the Western Conference, I think we would be higher up the standings. I will say that much, and I think that's um, I think that's sort of underscored by the next game. Got that transition back, uh, which they had to go quick turnaround, fly to Frisco, Texas, uh, where we have never won since 2007. I need to go find that roster. I'm going to let you talk. I need to go find that roster in 2007. That was when it was it, Pizza Hut Park, I believe. Yeah, it that probably was. was. Yes. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Al- Alex Bono gets the start. Obviously, uh, some people saw that as a Tyler Miller slap, but really it was that their uh, quick turnaround, three three days in between two road games. Uh, the lineup was... I'm going to get the lineup too for this game because there was a bit of rotation, obviously, because of what we just talked about. Uh, but the starting lineup in that game was, dude, uh, it was Bono and the back, Williams, Burnbaum, and Pines. That's normal. Santos uh, and Ruan on the wings, on the wing backs, O'Brien, Canals, Funtas, Assad, and Fletcher. So Fletcher gets the start. I believe that might be his first start of the year, may, if at most his second start of the year. Uh, and Ruan gets uh, a start from 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 the beginning. That's that's not typically what's been the case for him since maybe the fifth game of the season because he's been injured a lot. But you have here, I want you to talk about Yamil Assad being sort of the the haunted ghost of what was. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I think we've really seen him get a run out. Obviously, there's been some some injuries um, in the middle of the field. Um, some he rotation. also created the most of mo- most chances in this game of two. <laughs> So just about, but I mean, again, and I think also this, I think if we'd recorded this on Wednesday, I'd be a little more critical of him. Um, I thought he had a better game against inner Miami. Um, I thought he was a little more active. Obviously he gets picks up the secondary assist. He's the one who makes the run on taxi's goal. He does the back heel to Dahomey. We'll get to that in a minute, but it is, it is kind of a moment just to watch him. He, he just is not as, not as quick as he used to be. Um, not as quick on his feet. He's very slow. Just a lot of things that are just not, uh, not good um, from from him. And it's just it's it's sad because, you know, he was a player that I remember being very good. He was a player I remember, you know, being somebody good. And I, I wonder, you know, at the, the, the biggest catalyst with him is that 2018 he was on loan here, played very well. Um, and the team looked to lock down a uh, a transfer for him and bring him in permanently. And I think it was is Les Sarsfield. Sarsfield is that the team that they had? Apparently, uh, they wanted the money up front. DC did not want to pay the money up front because they wanted to break it out so they could keep him under the cap. And uh, Sarsfield was like, "No, we'll keep him." And uh, basically, he rotted away on the bench. And I wonder to this day if the if if they managed to get that deal across the line, get that done, 
uh, maybe things would have been much, much different. Maybe we would be talking about Assad as a legend uh, for this team because he was very, very good in that 2018 season. Had the opening goal. That feels like 30,000 years ago when he was that sort of, he, he was a lot lighter then. He was a lot younger then. He was faster then. It's just uh, 2018 is now getting to be like a serious amount of time ago. Did you, did you find the roster you wanted to talk about from the last I, win? I am still actually okay. here. It is. I think I found it. I think I found it. Um, can I actually get it? Um, well, I guess I, I'm trying to find the actual roster, which I found out that I'll be able. Well, here's the report. I can't reach the report. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid Wikipedia. But I, you know what? I don't need to read it. I think I had to read it. Last time DC United beat, uh, beat FC Dallas on the road was 2007. 2007, a 4-0 victory. Here are the goal scorers in that game. Ben Olsen with two goals. Uh, Christian Gomez with one. And Fred with the other. Marina with a yellow card in the 78th minute. I, I want to read some um, some names on the roster. Remember uh, some guys. Tro- Troy Perkins in goal. Mark Birch. Ooh, yeah. Greg Vanny in defense. Nice. <laughs> which to me is just is just hilarious obviously christian gomez luciano Emilio out there dominic mediate he's mm, a name immediate wow rod, rod diochenko hot rod guy Roland capenne another uh, gee, one. Oh man he was one of my first <laughs> interviews he was one of my first interviews uh on my old blog i thought he was great baby drogba yeah devin mctavish josh josh gross clyde sims uh Jay Nolly, he's the name that brings back memories. That's a backup goalkeeper that I forgot. We were we were playing remember some guys on the Discord, uh, and by, by, did you you were, were you watching that where, where people were coming up with random names? I I saw a little bit of that. Yeah, I did was, you see you know you see who I was most proud of that I that I surfaced from the ether? Who's that? Greg Janecki. <laughs> That was that was a that was a center back who came from USL. That was that was some wild that was some wild times. So. Yeah. yeah, just 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 reading this lineup, just the this was when I think this was I, I won't say like, you know, obviously, you know, at the 90, the 96 to 99 teams, um, you know, I was very young at the time. I don't really have too many strong memories of that 96 to 19. I was young. I was I was a kid. I was a stupid six, seven year old, you know, with yeah, dumb you know, six, seven <laughs> kid not remembering things about sports teams. It, it really was. I will say for, for me, for DC, like 2003 to 2007 was kind of like when that the DC became my team and became the team I watched every single weekend. So just seeing some of these names. Um, just brings back, just brings back the memory. The memory is just kind of flooded in, especially the fact that Greg Vanny played defense for our team, which I think is a fact probably not many people know. No, um, the, uh, I, I'm jealous of you. That 2003 2007 era was still a team time where they were winning trophies, and I <laughs> and I came in right at the end of your little <laughs> renaissance, and that was the end of that. Oh man, Open that cups was... only from here on out. There was some, uh, there was some fun to watch. A uh, player I do want to mention. Um, a player I do want to mention. I want to mention two players in this game that I thought were uh, the going back to the future, going back to the present. I should say. Uh, I want to talk about two players. One is Matthias Click. The other is Taxi Funtas. Uh, I thought those two were two were probably the best players out there for DC. Um, Taxi Funtas's pressure. I, there's been a lot of talk about how he has not looked good. He has not found his form. I have made the argument that he has been injured. He has not been able to develop some consistent minutes. Um, and I think if he develops his consistent minutes, he's also playing a much different system than they played or were designed to play in 2022 when he looked yep. really good. And I think he sort of had to change and sort of adapt his game. He's not going to be the sort of up in front presser. The team's not going to go with him on the press. He's going to be on his own a lot. Um, they just don't have the energy that they did 
2022 or the designed energy. It didn't work out, but the designed energy to do that in 2022. Um, he picks up a goal in this game, um, a really excellent ball from Matias Click to kind of split the lines. Taxi gets a shot, gets the deflected, sort of takes it wide, finds some space, and rockets a shot into the back of the net. Uh, so DC walks out the winner, and I thought this was probably of the three games, obviously. I mean, they get the win, so obviously it's the best. But I thought, you know, considering the short turnaround, considering everything, they played this game very well. This was not a game – I think people called it kind of lucky, and it was, I think, fortunate um, to get the victory. But I also think, like, they really didn't give Dallas too many chances. There were a couple chances, I think, an excellent save for Miller sort of early on in the game. Um, one off the post towards the end. Uh, but overall, other than that, like really Dallas didn't really have too many chances. I thought the defensive line held um, and was excellent. Particularly, I thought Donovan Pines was good as well, had another strong performance. Um, but overall, I think it was a good performance from this team. Good way to pick up games on the road. And I think it undersell it sort of undersells like this is a team that has potential. And I think it undersells how difficult the East is versus the West. Uh, Dallas right now, for those who are watching at home, Dallas are currently, what are they? They are right now sixth in the in the West. Again, not blowing everybody out of the water by any stretch of the imagination, but like solidly in the playoffs, solidly in the playoff hunt. Uh, we are eighth. We are in danger of Wednesday being completely lapped and completely passed. Um, or at least, I think, actually, no, we, we are not in danger. We are in danger of being in danger of that, I guess you could say. We're four <laughs> points clear, four points clear of the teams. But uh, I think, what is it? Montreal, New York, Chicago all have two games in hand on us. Um, so they can absolutely lap us if they win. But some of them are playing each other. So I was happy to miss Jesus Ferreira in this game. And I was also happy to miss uh, Paul Ariola, who's still injured. Uh, we didn't have Ben Teke. So I guess there's there was still, I was going to say, advantage, advantage us not having... Uh, national team players once again uh so it's like the opposite spirit we're like the opposite of the spirit and that like we we do well when the league doesn't stop <laughs> we're like, yeah no we should keep playing no breaks are bad we should never do that but yeah no i mean uh to your point i think if we look at these three games uh i think i think we thought maybe a draw at dallas i think was sort of my mind i think that nashville was a loss and we were for sure going to win the next game though that yeah. was like we had to do that wayne rooney talked about it in the in the press conference and then at the before the game uh, that I mentioned on the Friday episode, like he was like, this is the one we got to win. We got to win this one because if we win this one, we're in a good position and we're not really thinking too far about the game in New England next Saturday. And then unfortunately, something else happened. Yeah, let's get to this game. Uh, DC United 2-2 draw with Inter-Miami at home. I, I won't say that I think this is a game. I, I think this is a game that sort of tells you, I think this whole stretch tells you DC United are exactly where they belong. This is not a team that is... This is a team that is eighth, ninth. This is going to be there. This is going to be their ceiling. Uh, maybe they sneak into seventh if another team craters and they pick up some a couple, you know, quick victories. Uh, but not much more than that. They are firmly in that sort of playoff. They're going to be in that playoff dogfight. Uh, this is a team. I think. I think when we talk about this is a team that has been. I think what has really hurt them this year is been able to sort of seize momentum. You have momentum. You went into Dallas, a tough game. You get a draw. You had your best player rested in Mateke. Now you come in. You're missing Matias Click, but you should not need Matias Click. And uh, I would say that I stand by that statement. I think this team still generated the best opportunities. Uh, Benteke as well had three or four clear-cut opportunities. Should have put the ball in the back of the net. We've got we've got Taxi Funtas starting to to find his form, and I will say that um, 
I will say that Benteke, maybe I'm starting to get a little nervous. Um, he seems a little bit snake bit. Um, he had at least a couple of really good opportunities, one of which was like a side volley towards the end that could have been sort of the match winner, would have been an excellent match winner. Yep. Um, Thought he was going to score that one. That one, looked, that one looked like it was going in the net to me. Yeah, I will say I, this, I got very nervous about this game. I saw the chance, first chance from Benteke, and then came the goal from the goal from Andy Nahar that was ruled offside. That's when I said, "Oh man, that's a that's a really bad that's a barn burner. That's a that's a situation where it's like you feel almost snake bit because you get the opportunity. The offside is innocuous at best. You could almost make the argument that if the referee keeps the flag down and says, "I don't think that." Mm-hmm. I don't think that uh, Williams gets a touch to that and it just falls right to him that that thing gets ruled. Okay. I, I don't see enough evidence there. Um, but the, you know, it's a ball over the top. I forget who play. I think it was O'Brien who plays the ball. I'm trying to remember who plays the ball in. Um, it was a really nice ball in uh, Williams is standing in an offside position, makes contact with the ball. You're almost like frustrated at that because if he is, if he is, uh, if he is, ab- if he is not in that position, I think that still ends up in the back of the net, and then it's a good goal for DC. And I think we look at a very, very different game. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, he's in an offside position. He sort of makes slight contact with the ball, active in play, right call on the offside. Some people were arguing with that. I think there was some confusion too in the, um, in the at least on the uh, on the radio call I was listening to with Dave Johnson about who exactly was offside on that call. But it was it was Derek Williams. Um, yeah, frustrating, frustrating moment because it could have put this team up one nothing and then a, and then a different game. Uh, Miami starts to kind of build a little bit. They and th- I think this was sort of the worry was that you miss that bit, you miss that big opportunity. Suddenly the team starts to come back. Um, we talk about we'll talk a bit about Lewis O'Brien who looks like he is on his way out after next weekend. So enjoy him for this game. Maybe he can pick us up a big three points against a team playing midweek in in New England. Um, but are they in League Cup on Wednesday? or Are they playing a league game? A league game on Wednesday. There's a league schedule on Wednesday. So okay. these these are the games that everybody else is going to catch up with us. So we we do we do get the benefit at the we do get the benefit at the very least of of having a f- a free week before we go play uh, before we go play New England. But um, Revs are Revs are playing who? Let's see. Revs are playing Atlanta. Atlanta uh, at home. So it's it's not a it's not as big I guess of a game, yeah. but a big game for them. I think they will probably care maybe a little bit more about that game and be trying a little bit more for that game. Um. Back to the back to the I think the biggest opportunity and this is I think been a weakness of O'Brien's game that maybe has yeah the the one sole weakness he gets caught out in the middle he gets not really aware of sort of the press I wonder if this is maybe if we talk about like I keep you know keep wondering why is this guy not playing at a higher level maybe these are moments where if you are Nottingham Forest you are like look we have to either clean this up or you're not going to make it in the top league because. Uh, Premier League teams will absolutely punish you, <laughs> punish you if you uh, get caught like like he has in these games. I mean, DC has given up at least I can recall definitely a goal against Orlando. Um, and then I think a, at least another couple goals and, and big opportunities. He kind of gets lazy in the box, kind of picks his head up, tries to look to find a pass, uh, doesn't see that there's a player crashing in on him. He gets dispossessed and DC gives up an attack. Fortunately, in this opportunity, uh, though, unfortunately, because I think it gives Miami some momentum and they come back and score, uh, Miller makes a, a really nice save. Um, so I think it, it shows that I think the break might have been warranted for him. I think he needed maybe some time off. I thought he was he was still pretty good in this game. I don't think either goal you can really pin on him. Um, shielded on the second goal, but an excellent save to kind of keep this game level. Um and then uh, first Miami goal comes basically from transition. 
I will say I, I kind of looked at this and I kind of put a, a little bit on Kanaus. He gets kind of sucked in. He's kind of trying to block the cross um, and then doesn't step well enough to Ruiz, who is sitting at the top of the box wide open, has a clear shot and a clear opportunity, steps late, uh, balls in the net, one nothing Miami in. How old I think Kramashi, 18. Kramashi, sorry, it wasn't Ruiz, it was Kramashi, right. Yeah, Dang. it was his first goal, I think. Yeah, well, it's the classic. It's the classic football manager thing, where it's like you always give up, like you always give up these goals to like players who are like for their first goal. So, well, glad to we're glad to have his uh, his first goal, his Kevin Paredes moment at Audi Field uh, for us against us as well. <laughs> Very cool. But um, DC, I I think to their credit, um, keeps the pressure on. They get the they get the ball back um, again. Wonderful, wonderful pass from Lewis O'Brien finds Emil Assad. Lucille Mod with probably the, the best creative play he has done in his two year stint here, back heels it to Dahomey. Uh, Dahomey to Taxi. Taxi finishes it. I want to talk a little bit about Dahomey. And I want to talk a little bit about Taxi. <laughs> it was all about Taxi. Oh, you talk about Taxi first. Very, talked- very, very brief. Well, tell me if you also had this sort of concern and feeling. Uh, Taxi got into it with one of the Miami center backs and started yelling <laughs> at him. And I was like, please don't. Don't talk to anybody. Just be quiet. <laughs> And then after he scores his goal, which we'll talk about in a minute, he gets very animated celebrating at the Miami fans in the corner. I'm like, buddy, any of, of all the weeks, <laughs> of all the opponents, just please sh- be quiet. I, I was wondering if you had that reaction when I was watching. I, was like, I, like, I, 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 I was kind of celebrating the goal, and then I watched it on the replay, and I was like, ooh, I'm not sure what that celebration was all about or yeah, what he was trying to, to say. I don't want to decode it. Yeah, neither, neither do I. I mean, again, it, we, we cannot escape. No, we cannot escape the allegations of last year taxi. And I, I, I mean, it is, it is what it is at this point. And, you know, I think I'm, we're still going to analyze the player and you know, what he can do, yeah. what he can do I for just, the team. And I, I just, of, of the weeks of the, of the opponents. Yeah. No good. So yeah, we'll talk about, uh, I, Dahomey, man, I, I I'm kind of eating crow a little bit on sort of what he has turned into for what he's cost this team. Yeah. I mean, I would little. say, I would say he has proven. I mean, Hurtado obviously has is, is been of the dead two deadline day signings that were criticized. I think Dahomey being Dahomey really for what he cost the team, which was not much. I think he has sort of settled into this team very well. I think he has almost given a little bit of energy to this team moving forward offensively. He's not he's not a world beater. He's not, uh, but he's certainly a guy that has been a change of pace. I think this team, with the injuries they suffered, particularly to Tekudu Pietro, who I I dearly miss, and I feel like I think it was I can't remember. I, yeah, yeah, I can't remember which game it was, but it was like, man, I I, can't, I think it might have been the Dallas game where I was just like, I think I was watching Assad, and I was just like, man, I really miss Tekudu Pietro. It hurts. It hurts when he's not the man off the bench, and then you look at what the options are. Yeah, and you're not scared, and or you're not you know feeling very confident. So yeah, for, for yeah. sure, Dome Dome, you know, he scored now twice. He is. I'm trying to think like basically where you place him in. If you say Martin Mar- Martin Rodriguez for him, you're going to be happy with Dahomey's contribution so far in a limited amount of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jordi Reyna. Jordi Reyna was maybe a little bit more prolific, but he also played more minutes. Um, I, I think it's a player. Uh, remind me his contract. He's under contract for one more year, I believe. Yeah, I believe there's an a- option year. I, I don't expect him to be back after this year. If I'm being honest, I think the team, I think his contract would be too expensive for what I think he, what he gives us right now in value, as far as what he counts against the cap. He, uh, I he's think a it, guy and he's healthy. That's also a big, a big attribute big at the moment. 
But he has a drawback, and that is because of where he's being sort of asked to play now as this team has sort of been decimated on the <laughs> – our both. ninth left back, I think, at the moment. Uh, yeah, currently. so he, he he's basically being asked to sort of play on that left side. And unfortunately – and I will say one of the most frustrating aspects of this game was that the team almost seemed to get the goal back and just did not seem prepared for the response from the opposition. And – they sort of give the goal right back. It's a ball over the top. I think Dahomey, you know, creates a slight foul. Not a good moment for him. I think maybe one of his weaker moments of the game. Uh, it's a free kick, an odd angle. I, I don't know, like, how you, like, assign fault, except to say that, you know, Dahomey gets fault because he gives up the pe- gives up the free kick. Uh, but I think DC maybe d- needs to do a better job. I'm not sure I really assign much to Miller. He needs he's screened on that play. I mean, if he makes a save, it's a fantastic save and it's, you know, a game saving save. Uh, but that 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 to me was like the moment where it just got really frustrating. Where I was just like, are you kidding me? Like we get the goal back, we get back into this game and then to just give it up like that, you know, basically, basically out of nothing um, was extremely, extremely frustrating in this game. And I I thought, honestly, I was like, I think we're going to lose this game. Like, I, this is a sign oh, yeah. we're going to lose this game. <laughs> I had an Austin feel uh, about that one. But but no, and let's talk about how it didn't happen. This is Yeah, and now, let's talk about the fact that you just, you just said uh, five minutes ago that there's no one that scares you off the bench, and then guess what happens? I'm still not scared. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared in a different 75th, way. 75th minute, man. They sub it, and I, and I want to I wanna call out. I want to talk about, I want to talk about Ruan. I like Ruan. I want Ruan. I want uh, Ruan to stay, especially while we have while we have Nahar and what we can get out of Nahar, considering the injuries. Is he as good on the dribble as Nahar? Is he as dynamic as Nahar? No. He provides speed. He provides width for what he costs against the cap, and I think that's where I come into. I think he's like three hundred thousand. He's like three hundred thousand. Trade or free agent? I don't remember now. He, he was, was a trade. trade. We 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 gave up. We gave up our second round uh, draft pick or second <laughs> pick. <laughs> that's what I second say number that. two pick, not second round number two pick. Do not care. Um, I, I, to be fair, Orlando's number two pick, I think has been pretty good. So, it? uh, it? it's the guy that scored against us in the Orlando game. I can't well, remember his who name. Who doesn't, man. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what we're, we're, that's our brand. But yeah. Ruan, Ruan is definitely. So I think and he we, gets, he gets a lot of criticism. There are a lot of people that don't like him, but I, I like a, him. I, I think he gives something different to this team. And that's and, what it was. I think there was a question of what is he like? Who, what, what is it? What is his role with this team? Uh, you know, I think we were looking for, he's like a, he's like a Leo Hara and that like his offensive abilities outweigh his defensive abilities. And it depends on the players around him and the formation you're playing that you're able to take advantage of it. Yeah. And I think, you know, when he's healthy and he's, his pace is out of this world. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a attack. It's a benefit we don't have from anybody else in that position. So other than Andy who Andy's doing other stuff. Yeah, I mean, Andy, again, it brings a lot to this game. And we haven't really talked about him, but I mean, I think he's another player over the at least the two games um, was was pretty good. I think it was maybe a little muted in this in this Orlando in this uh, Miami game. But um, so let's let's we bury the lead here. So, yes, Ruan came on. But here's what happened, folks. I have been talking about Nigel Bertha in a negative way since six weeks after he got here, basically. Uh, And I don't think that him scoring this goal is going to change that. Maybe it's motivating him. Maybe he's listening because he's, you know, maybe he's listening. He's had a lot of time. What happened was Ruan and Roberta come into the game. Their first touch less than a minute later is Ruan squaring the ball across across the goal. Uh, and Nigel Bertha slides and puts it in the net. Pretty good finish. I could, I've seen it missed. It's happened. 
not he, go, he goes through that back line. I mean, the 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 yep. Miami black line runner. basically basically fell asleep at that moment. So yep, he was a, he was a, he was somebody else was a decoy at the, uh, and the center backs followed that. I forget who it was now, but anyway, Tutu, uh, the player who I have talked the most amount of mess about, uh, Nigel Bertha scores, uh, and and you know honestly, uh, having another forward is good. We haven't really we haven't really had that particularly with as you've mentioned sort of. Uh, the the snake bitten nature of Benteke at the moment. He's uh, taxi's only two goals short of the lead on the team at this moment. I bet you he yeah. catches up and passes. Yeah, so I, I think to have another guy. I, I think if they can get if we can get taxi, I, I think the break is going to come. I'm hopeful at a good. Mo- I'm hopeful maybe he can find a goal. Um, and then also we have the league's cup coming up, so maybe he can find another find a goal and get kind of get kind of back on track for Benteke because I, I think he, he's still putting himself in good moments. He's still putting himself in the right spots. Uh, three very nice breakaway opportunities. I think one was a one or two of them was a pretty good save. I, I tried to look, watch the highlights. And I, 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 I'm not like I know there was a moment when I think he got wide open and he had a header, and I'm like, oh, this is it. Like he's wide open. The keeper's coming out. This is it. This is where he buries it. Three, two. We're going. I like. I like started to run. I guess in my room, I started to like run off as if like you <laughs> know the, the call the called shot, and then it just kind of drifted wide. And I just, <laughs> I just, I just sat um, in my face again. And he has. I mean, he has a really nice opportunity off the half volley that very nearly goes in the back of the net, and that would have been that would have been a goal of the week type of candidate. So I mean, he's still showing his quality. I just think maybe he needs to get one in the back of the net. I'm not really ready to say it's a full on, you know, struggle, but it is, it is something worth paying attention to that. I, I'm trying to remember the last time he has scored. It's been a, it's been a minute. I feel like it's been a few games since he scored. I, I I'll, I'll go take a look and see if I can remember the last, the last time he put the ball in the back of the net. But, um, but overall, I think a disappointing result. I, what yes. is giving me, what is giving me hope is that it could have been embarrassing and it wasn't embarrassing. Um, so I am, I am happy that it wasn't embarrassing. I think it, it does put us in a difficult spot. Um, looking at the standings right now, uh, the team is basically, I think, as we talked about sort of early in the show, uh, they are currently in eighth place on 30 points. Um, they do have three teams below them, Montreal, New York, and Chicago, uh, all with two games in hand and four points. Now, everybody talks about games in hand. Everybody talks about it. I, I don't think we, I think, but I think the biggest thing about, about soccer is, would I rather be the team sitting with points in hand or the team with games in hand? And if you know anything about MLS, you'd rather be the team with with the points. Uh, give mm-hmm. me the points. I have seen far too many times where I'm like, oh, we'll be fine. We've got three, we've got two games in hand on this team. We'll be fine. And then we get to those games in hand. And because we have to play on short rest, we absolutely love those games. Yep. Also, I believe at least a couple of these teams are playing each other. So... I think DC might be. I think we're, we're we're secure. I think this was a missed opportunity to put us, you know, six points clear, where both all teams have to be perfect essentially to uh, to catch us. So I think that from that perspective, it's pretty disappointing. And it is actually Chicago is actually playing Montreal at eight thirty. So and neither. Answer, so go ahead. That was it. The answer to your question is Benteke has not scored in five weeks. Five weeks. Oof. Been last goal since the last time they played Inter Miami. Oof. On the yeah. on the road back game, that feels like forever ago. Um, yeah, yeah. so he was he needs to get the ball in the back, and obviously he's missed a match, but you know he needs. Hopefully, he can find a scoring. He's still getting himself in good spots. Yep. I think he was unfortunate not to get a goal in this game, and I think if he scores, this game is a three two victory, and we're all talking. All right, let's get to the news. I think the biggest news story, the biggest thing following for DC has been the uh, Lewis O'Brien saga 
Will he come back? Will he be able to stay? Will he be able to maybe extend his loan? I do not think a purchase option was an order for him based on the rules and everything like that. Um, so I think it was all about, could they maybe get an ex- agreement on an loan extension? Um, and I think is no, no, he's been, he's been good enough that I think he has uh, piqued the interest of some championship level teams. Um, he's, he's piqued the interest of Sheffield United who was promoted this last year. That's, that's the most likely candidate, I think. Yeah. Uh, so he, he'll play for them. I, I would quite assume, uh, if that's the move that's being made. He, uh, Ted has highlighted his deficiency. His deficiency is that, that, that reaction to press. Uh, but everything else he does on the field is without peer, uh, yeah. for this team and he will be missed greatly. And I don't necessarily expect that. No, I'm for sure. We will not replace him with a like for like player. I, I yeah. can almost, I can almost guarantee whoever comes in there will be a step down or it could be a potentially, you know, Durkin is the internal or internal option and he's been good this season, but no, no, no offense to Durkin. He's not a Premier League player. So yeah, long, the long ball ability is certainly there. And I mean, I think we saw it on Taxi's goal against Inter Miami. Just yep, the he's got that pinpoint long ball, and, and Durkin certainly has that ability. I mean, it will be a step down. I think. I think the question. I think the question for DC and the question for Casper. If you're looking to sign somebody, if you have the roster space to go do it, I think there is a major question: how much roster space do they have? We have. We have confirmation, by the way. I believe we wondered about the Ravel Morrison situation. What he counts, he does not count against the cap. The team is actually just paying out his two weeks. They just pay out his salary uh, till his contract ends this year. Uh, but he does not count against the cap. He does not take up a roster spot. They do get some cap relief for Giazzi. I wonder how that injury, though, impacts where they look. Um, I think they will look wide. I think they will look for a wide player. I think this team still lacks depth on the width. Um, they still lack a lot of wide players that can get in. They have Christian Fletcher. Obviously, they already sent Jackson Hopkins to to Loudon, who is scoring for fun. They scored three ga- three goals in five yeah. games, I believe. Difficult. To, I mean, maybe good to get his confidence back, but difficult situation for him because he's very clearly above a, a. He's elite in the USL level. He's a tweener. He's a. They call them in baseball four A players, players that can dominate the lower level and struggle to make an impact at the big leagues. Yeah. So it's a big jump. It's it's yep. a it's, it's certainly a big jump. Um, Let's make that next thing related to this. I think, and we'll we'll, we'll put the all star news to the bottom as far as a, a big jump from uh, from USL to MLS. To MLS. Yeah, USL. You got here. Go yeah, ahead. the news just literally broke as we were talking. I I think the the news is that the, apparently there is sort of this has been talked about for weeks, but a USL looking to enter to implement promotion and relegation. Um, into into the league. This has been this has been talked about for a little bit. Um, there's also been talk about moving to an August to May calendar, um, which I think I think there would be some teams that would not be okay with that. I think I it seemed to me based on the article that the pro rail thing I think has some momentum. Um, I think this is a response to MLS, and I think this is a response to MLS Next Pro kind of starting to maybe try to siphon the markets, and I think this is a way to sort of get. Some momentum. Um, I, they, I, people are right to be skeptical of this. I am concerned about this. I think, I think, but I will say that I think the USL of a lower league has done an excellent job at building out solid markets. You have teams that do shutter their doors, but it's not near what it used to be. Um, someone, I, I should go find this. Uh, one of a one of the. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and credit him, Richard Hayes over. Uh, does a lot of photo shoots for Richmond. Actually, put together a spreadsheet of all the teams that have folded 
since the Richmond Kickers were founded. And it's like it's like a list of like 120 teams. I mean, you like people might not realize like just how bad things were in lower division soccer. It was like teams would be stood up and teams would collapse, you know, within within a couple weeks. Um, it was bad. And so I think this is a go ahead. It's happened this year with Rochester. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, in MLSX Pro, which is supposedly, yeah. you know, I think the more this yeah, that that was that I think this is a this is a move about long-term viability and survival in a in a world where MLS continues to grow and with the messy move continuing to siphon up sort of the attention dollars mm-hmm. time uh, of the American soccer fan. I think this is a great idea. I don't you know, I think there will be probably challenges to your point Ted about some teams not really being able to you know, make it in this sort of in and in, in a dog eat dog universe of, you know, teams going up and teams going down. There isn't, I think, a large there's not going to be a large difference, I would imagine, in gate or TV between the two. It's going to be all it's all hosted on ESPN plus. It's literally about competition uh-huh. and having and having something where those games at the end of the season are must watch TV for for some folks. Yeah. And I, and I think we talk about you talk about that. You talk about gate receipts. Richmond made the decision. They were in USL championship. They made the decision to drop down. Uh, to USL League One, which was third division, third division, accordingly, and and that brings a bunch of financial. There are a lot of questions about this. You know, what will US Soccer say? Will they? You know, they have strict parameters for divisions. What happens when that's suddenly based on merit? Do teams then have to? Because I mean, the big the biggest thing about how pro rel works around the world is that you know you look at a team like Luton Town that gets promoted. Well, they get a huge financial windfall that they can then improve their facilities to get them up to a Premier League stature. The thing of the thing about I think with promotion relegation right now in the United States and with USL, it's a double edged sword. I think teams who get relegated will be fine because there's not a huge financial pitfall mm-hmm. that happens that puts them into you know financial administration. Because really, I mean, the finances I know they're different. I know there is there is a lot more money spent in USL championship on salaries, right? Yeah, on also. salaries and things like that. I would argue the quality is you know certainly maybe a little bit of a step up for league for championship, but it's certainly not. And, and certainly you watch open cup games where these two sides meet and it's not nearly as, you know, not nearly as, uh, as, as far apart. I mean, we had Omaha make a run last year, all the way to the, you know, along with, uh, Sacramento all the way to the, uh, all the way to the, I think the quarterfinals of the, of the open cup. So certainly I think the level of play is close enough. I think this could work. I think this is, I'm excited about this from being a Richmond fan that, you know, it'd be, it'll be fun if it would be amazing if the game against Miami was a game where we got promoted to the next division. And I think that could have been like an even bigger celebration. Um, I think, and I, I guess the biggest thing, I guess the biggest thing I hope for is that I know there are a lot of people, there are a lot of pro rel zealots out here, there. My message to them is this is your opportunity. And there I have seen when this was first being discussed, I, I kind of, Click the hashtag. I'm like, what are they saying about this? And they're all like, well, this isn't what we want. We want complete and utter U.S. I'm like, that's not going to happen. You want to so show you, that this can work? Go watch the games. Go, go support whatever the closest team is. Go support them. Yep. Show it USL can work. Show, show it brings all of the money and all of the attention. Show it. Do it. They need if you want this to work, tattoos. They yeah, need, they need, if, <laughs> if you want to show this could work, San Diego Loyal, go out there and support them instead of the MLS team. Show it that it can work and that it can grow because, and I think we're seeing this from USL is sort of talked about the owner who was quoted in the article said that this is sort of a play to create sort of an alternative structure and make a run at sort of D one sanctions. They should. Um, 
And I, you know, I, I will see what happens. Um, I hope it is not a situation with NASL. I think they've got a lot smarter people um, involved in that. I think they've got more. Well, is the new commissioner of the USL the guy who got suspended? Yeah, Paul from- McDonough. That's true. <laughs> Maybe not then. Maybe not. I think that I think that the. Uh, yeah, to your to your to your point, like this is an opportunity for for people to the market to prove that this is something that people want in the United States. It's uh, if you're a U.S. if you're if you're one of these people that was like, I want the the pyramid to go all the way to the top, and I want to be able to play against DC United on a Wednesday at Audi Field. Um, that's fine, uh, but the uh, the if you're a USL if you become a, a new USL fan. It's a pretty good situation. You can watch all the games on ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what the league. Uh, tickets are inexpensive. There's a million clubs in the USL, so you could find one pretty much wherever you, almost wherever you are. It's probably easier than uh, if you're talking about the full pyramid. Easier than being an MLS fan because those are just major major markets, basically. So there, it's it's very fan friendly. It's very like it, it's just a decision. I think the only reason you decide if you're one of those people that says thumbs down on this because it doesn't include MLS. You just, this is a social reason for you. Like you want the prestige. Like that's why, that's why you care about it. It's not just like, I like the meritocracy of Perel. So if it's not the perfect version, I don't, I can't be bothered. It's you, you want, you want something that for right now is completely unattainable, which is us soccer. What they want is they want us soccer to just completely take control and mandate it and say, we're going to do it. And that's what they feel is the way to get it done. It's not going to happen. I mean, you look at MLS and where it is right now. You and I have both seen the growth of the league. You and I have seen the league. I mean, we're already talking about before the Messi, they're talking about how the subscription with Apple, the Apple Plus deal is working. That was something I think a lot of people were hedging on being terrible. By the way, a certain media outlet certainly has gotten very, very Whoops. quiet about all of that. Whoops. Whoops. I don't know who that is, who that could be. <clears throat> we'll talk. <Nah. soccer> talk. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, anyway, I, I don't like them. They, they posted an article. I think it was about the European games as much CTV. And I said, there's nothing about a European friendly that is must CTV. Ooh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, it's, I'm sorry. I, I, you know what? I'm going to mention them. World soccer talk is the worst blog I have ever read in my entire life. It is so Shots bad. Fired. So terrible. Burr, 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 I hate burr, burr, burr. it so much. I hate it so much <laughs> because it, it, it is just, and honestly, I thought they were getting better because they sort of praised the Apple TV coverage. But they have these weird articles where it's like they're framing it as news when it's like opinion. And it's just so bad. It's so On bad. Blog? <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Well, they, they get a lot of attention and it's I don't know, it's terrible. I think it's terrible. But either way, not here nor there. Ran over. Anyway, but I, I think back back to the back to the point. <laughs> back to the point. Uh promotion and relegation uh in the USL. I'm I'm for it as a fan. I think it'll be fun to watch. Well, I think this is still I kind of, I will admit, I kind of glanced over the article. It seems like this is sort of an announcement that they're, I think they're kind of having sort of a up and down vote. About a vote, right? Yeah, that they're having sort of an up and down vote. Uh, But I think it's sort of a recognition that there is some momentum. I think there are some owners that maybe have reservations. Would not be surprised if Richmond is maybe in that boat that maybe has some reservations about that, about, you know, hey, we've been doing this pretty well. We've managed to make it work for. 20 some years and other teams can do what we do. It's not that hard. You just need dedication. Um, we'll see. I mean, but I think there, I think there would be enough owners that look at what MLS is doing with next pro and say, we've got to do something to differentiate and it's going to be bold. Um, and so I, I'm personally, I'll be interested to see how it turns out and I'll be interested to see once it sort of happens. The most interesting thing about it is, is that it looked like it's going to be three divisions. So mm-hmm. I guess they're going to kind of split up. They I mean, championship is massive. 
Yeah. And uh, League One is still kind of a little small. So I think it will be interesting to see what the split's going to be like. Um, and between... how they decided. Is it going to be based on performance the previous years before the split happens? Yeah. Or is it going to be geographical? If, if they like if, both. If, if they like split the USL championship in half um, and then they just say, all right, we're going to split it in half. And then we're just at this season. Those games are going to be wild. Those games are going to be like teams like trying to fight to stay in like the top division. Loud United will go down. So, so, <laughs> so, so uh, our friends, our friends over at next. I might actually to... make it to a Loud United game if they, they end up playing Richmond. So, There's I might value. actually, I might actually make it down. Last note of the of the show: Christian Bendeke, Tyler Miller make the All Star game, and I will be at the All Star Skills Competition on Tuesday. Smart man. So I don't know where I'm sitting. I know someone gave me a ticket. I don't know where I'm sitting. Uh, but uh, if you're there and I'm there, come say hi and we can all watch MLS Next Pro do goalie wars. Yeah, if I if I was still if I if I if this summer was not a crazy, crazy, crazy summer with moving and everything like that, I would most I probably wouldn't have made the all star game because, again, ticket prices. But I would have definitely checked out the skills competition. <laughs> Yep. Uh, do they it. have the hardest shot competition? Is that do they do that? And I know uh, that. that would rule. It's, it's that, Brady would win. Yeah, they've got the crossbar, <laughs> the crossbar challenge. But uh, I'll be curious to see what they do. They got goalie wars. I hope they broadcast it this time because last time they did not broadcast. I'll, it. I'll broadcast it on Instagram Live. So there you go, that. Instagram Live that stuff. All right, folks, that's gonna do it. Follow I, us on uh, Threads. Follow us on something? Threads. Yes, Threads, Twitter. Go follow us there. Uh, we are maybe trying to shift a little more to to Threads uh, because right now that is the only option for the type of content we want uh, and the ability to see enough tweets that we can actually see what's going on in the world without having to pay money to do so. Yeah. Um, Twitter is a, is a currently a hellscape right now. Um, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, definitely donate. Also donate to the show. John has been back on his game. Um, I'm also working on some other content that will be exclusive to Patreons. Patreon.com slash our career for definitely join that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Vamos. Vamos.